thought, I thought we were going to be cool with cussing on this one. I didn't know if we were, so I always kind of kept it. Shit. Uh, so are we just going to keep, are we yeah. just gonna let it rip? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Welcome into Good Time Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Carson, joined by me as always, my co-host, Colin Brown. What's going on? Co-producer. Don't interrupt him. Sorry. <laughs> He's been gone so long. And you're just going to interrupt his intro like that? I thought he was just saying what's up to no. me. So I was just saying, yep, this, is, this is how it goes, you know. Yeah. The unprofessionalism <laughs> that I have here dealing with this fool. I leave for two weeks and this and is what I return to. All how to treat you. I know. I think I should be your best man instead now. Uh, you know, you're probably not wrong. And speaking on that, since I was rudely interrupted, that was Andrew Maloney talking. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we're Good Time Sports Podcast. We appreciate you all tuning in wherever you're listening on. Today we got a couple things to talk about. Actually, we got a lot to talk about in sports. We got just NHL going things. on. <laughs> I know. Just a couple. Maybe a couple things from every sport every in sport. existence. We got it's an Equinox N- show. Yeah. We do. It is an Equinox show. It's a great day in sports between NHL, NBA, MLB, college football, and NFL. So I mean, really, uh, MLS instead of college football. That's what the Equinox is. Yeah, but the five professional leagues. Hey, I care about the MLS, buddy. That's great for you. This is America. <laughs> How are you going to pull out that song after saying that? It's the American, it's the American Major League Soccer, soccer League. How are you going to pull out that song? <laughs> yeah, that's the soccer I'm talking about. I know, but America doesn't really support soccer, and you know this. Well, it's growing, buddy. It is growing. It's significantly. What do you think is growing faster, soccer or F1? Soccer. Ooh, soccer, yeah. You think? Yes. Okay. Now, I mean, now don't get me wrong. F1 is growing, but... I was like, they got a whole track. F1 has three races here a year. Well, starting next year. Starting right, exactly. But like the MLS, their stadium. I mean, think uh, Seattle plays in the Seahawks, like NFL yeah. stadium. Lumen Field. Yeah. And they sell out. Yep. So. Yeah. Shout out to the Sounders. Exactly. So I, I feel like I feel like it's definitely uh, justified. MLS. Yeah. Can they we get back fine. to Brendan talking about what he wants to talk about since he's back? Yeah, well, he's the one that was shitting on soccer. No. I mean, I'm just saying soccer is like. You want to? You want to all do the clap again? Just no, so we're no, we're no. going with the no. Song. We're going. This is we're going. Is it. Yeah, yeah, we're going. Okay, it. okay. Flaws and all, unfortunately, yeah. thanks to your unprofessionalism. Yeah. My unprofessionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. You guys hear that? He just said that we, MLS we, is not a real sport. We like to bring me and Brendan love to bring you guys a raw, unfiltered podcast. Absolutely. But Colin over here with his four podcasts thinks that uh-huh. he can nitpick and cut Try and restart whenever it. he wants. This Says is the man who is literally the producer and has entire control of this thing. He literally has the soundboard in front of us, does all the edits, all the graphics. Thank you for muting him on that. I appreciate you on there. Anyways, we're going to get right into it. about to walk out. about to walk out. If you couldn't tell, we just muted Cohen there for a second. That's right. Disagree with us. Watch what happens. Anyways, we don't filter anything and we don't cut anything. I miss. We surely never mute anyone. Oh, is that it? We'll just keep him muted the I rest of the it. podcast now. Anyway. <laughs> just to I make mean, you, Andrew has the power to do it. We so. can make you not be here, buddy. <laughs> Lock the door on <laughs> Freedom of speech, not in this house. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, with that being said, boys, let's jump right into NHL. 
NHL's looking pretty good right now. We have... What, what happened today? We had Seattle and lost to the Blackhawks. In a very close game. Four to five. Oof. It's a tough one. They're a young team. I mean... I wouldn't expect anything. I was having a discussion with uh, one of my buddies and everything. The way that Vegas came in and immediately became a powerhouse in the NHL, um, the I, league kind of looked at that and realized that they didn't want all their expansion teams to have the run that Vegas did. Yeah. And so Seattle's got to grind it out before we uh, ever take them really seriously. Well, what's funny, team. it's like it it wasn't even just Vegas that did it. Because uh, the same years that the NHL expanded, so did the MLS. And LAFC ended up doing the exact same thing their very first year, running the table. And then uh, Austin, now in their second year, already fighting for a Western Conference final spot. Like, it, it, so I mean, I don't think we should blame uh, general managers for doing their job. I mean, we have an expansion draft for a reason. You want these teams to come in and compete. And they just picked the right players, and the other teams protected the wrong players. So, yeah, and I mean, it really comes down to if you have the money to get the players. And even then, though, like that Vegas Knights team, there was a lot of good, just young talent on it too. Yeah. So it was a lot of just trading and wheeling and dealing is what it really came down to for them to be able to make that run. I agree. So, but moving on from there, Red Wings destroyed the Ducks five to one. Uh, Panthers uh, overtake the Islanders three to two, and the Blue Jackets oh, put a whooping on the Rangers. You know who one. the uh, best team in the uh, NHL is right now, buddy? Who, who would that be? The Dallas Stars. Are they the best? I thought we were. Did y'all say the that right? I thought it was Dallas Stars. <laughs> well, you need some Pantera playing to ah, be able okay. to get that going. Yeah, talk to me when you go to an actual hockey game, Bucko. He I was. <laughs> I literally get to go to hockey games for free this year. Kraken so I'll be going game to a partner. Oh, Kraken <laughs> game. Okay. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't travel to Seattle in their inaugural season as a broke yeah, college yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. yeah, but no, yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, all I hear is excuses around here. I think it's the Bruins are ranked right now first, and then Dallas is right behind them because I think the Bruins have 10 points, and Dallas is right behind them with nine, if I'm correct. Oh, you're right. The Bruins do have 10. Yeah, so the star. I mean, the Stars are right there. So Yeah, it's the it Bruins on. with 10, the Penguins and Stars with nine. Yep. And Calgary. Can I just say how they, happy I am that they have a coach that lets defensive men try to score? Yeah. It's it's crazy. That's why we drafted Miro Haskinen is for him to be present on the offense and dominate the defense, which is exactly what he does, and he's so good at it. And it's just it's refreshing to see between last season to this season. Yes, last season we made it into the playoffs and everything, right? And we won a series. Yeah, yeah. and like, then Otter tried to keep us in a game for the longest time. <laughs> then the whole team just failed him, basically. I mean, you can't. There's no blame on Otter on that game. No, and but it's nice to know that Otter has taken that confidence he gained in the playoffs last year, and he is still balling out. Oh, or pucking yeah. out, I guess is what you would call yeah, it. Yeah, man is going off. I don't know what out. you call it, pucking out. But yeah, like I said, you have a coach now that's letting defensive men score. I mean, right now on their bench in general, all it is is I think nine players haven't scored of those nine. Two of them haven't even played a game yet. That's wild. So it's everyone's contributing. Uh, Jamie, Ben, I'm calling you out. You need to step it up as captain and get a puck and a goal, <laughs> but, please. Uh, the fact that Tyler Sagan <laughs> yeah. is having this like revitalization of his career yep 
is wild. You have a coach that's actually working with his talent and not trying to make his talent work with his game plan. Yeah. It's crazy, right? You have a coach Imagine. who's making a game plan around the players. And I mean, in DeBoer, it's like he's he's a solid, solid, solid coach. Mm-hmm. He's he's not some bum off the street. He took Vegas to yep. the Stanley Cup in the very first year of that franchise. Was it him? Or I thought it might have been a different coach. I didn't think they had him till like the next season. As Andrew fact checks no, that. Th- I think DeBoer was the first guy. Um, I'll, I'll ask you a question, Brennan. What's so up? we previewed, did a late preview of the NHL season. Obviously, we were wanting you to get back, but, I mean, you obviously had some stuff you're dealing with. I've been a little busy, especially just <clears throat> attending sporting events. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, well, working and providing a living. In that it. too. Um, so I wanted to ask, because I talked to Andrew about his kind of preview slash predictions mm-hmm. of the NHL season. Pretend that we just haven't seen the first six, five, six, seven games <laughs> of the year. Just, I, just erase those from your memory, okay? I don't know if I can give you an <laughs> unbiased opinion now just, after seeing this. Just humor me, okay? Oh, you were just, right. Just, it just humor glant. me. It was glant. Okay, yeah, I see. Um, if you had to pick anybody to potentially get to the Stanley Cup from both the, excuse me, the East and the Western Conference... Do you have anybody in particular? Do you, is it potentially the Dallas Stars? I mean, Andrew, I know mentioned, so, what was it? You said Carolina and Calgary, correct, Andrew? I said uh, Calgary, Carolina. I also really, really like the idea of Stars as kind of a dark the horse. Stars, too. Not even as a dark horse, but I didn't want to come out and blatantly say the Stars because people are just going to think I'm being biased. Well, I, even then, you can sound biased, but, I mean, they made it to the playoffs last year, and, they again, they they've shown so far... And they've couple had, years they in a row had good that, signings this offseason. I yeah. mean, it's... You locked in Robertson, Otter for extended periods of time. I mean, I would put the Stars up there as they're a good chance and a contender for it. That's just honestly how it would be. And now I'd say, like, Toronto. If we're, again, ignoring all the previous games, I would have said, like, Toronto because it's... Totoro. It's, yeah, it's them. They kind of are always up there doing well. Yeah, but Toronto always chokes. They, so. they currently have the be- uh, second or the best scoring difference in the Western Conference, second in the entire NHL, only to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've been really effective so far this year, obviously allowing their defensemen to get in on the offensive attack, which is not... I'm assuming just not something that a lot of NHL teams do. Well, no, the no. good the good ones the, do. The, yeah. the not ones the, that not the, the ones that thing. recognize that they okay. have defensemen that can score and actually use the defensemen as they should are always dominating. I mean, that's why Colorado was so versatile. I mean, you had everyone on that those first two lines scoring constantly. Yep. It doesn't matter if it was your offensive line or your D lines. Like it was literally your first two lines on both the offense and the defense. Like, and then I mean, you even have like the dad of the team, basically the old man uh, Pavelski. Pavelski, I mean, he's still, yeah, he's still he's still just popping off. Cavs leading the team, looking Captain like a America, baby. So I mean, I don't know what kind of fountain of youth they've injected into him, but it's working for him, and he keeps just playing well. So well, NHL's in full swing. It's. Uh, now, it's looking really fun for the stars. I'll ask the stars fans. I'll ask one more stars question, just because I'm genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. Um, you're obviously more familiar with the sport than I am. Okay, Jake Ottinger obviously was the huge rising star for Dallas. Um, there was reports that you know the team thought he may need another season in the minors before they called him up. Obviously, with the retirement to Ben Bishop, he got, he got called bumped. up. Yep, bumped earlier than expected. And, and Anton Kadobin. Absolutely looking awful. I don't know what happened to him. Um, 
So with that being said, he came in and obviously had that incredible last playoff game before ultimately the Dallas Stars fell yep. to, I believe it was Calgary um, in it the was, playoffs last year. It was They the were hexing time. him and everything from the sidelines. They're like, what can we do to get a yeah, shot right. at the goal? So where does Ottinger rank in terms of goalkeepers in the NHL, in your opinion? In the NHL? Shoot. It's hard to say, man, because, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's a, it's because a, he had his insane playoff run he's still young last season. Too. He's young right now, but, I mean, he's – He's not looking bad right now either. I mean, he no, he's looking good. I mean, he's going to keep the stars in it for most part. I don't. I'd say it's probably too young to say like, oh, he's one of the best out there right now, right? But he's definitely putting his he's, name. out he's there. He's competing with the best right now. Yeah, so he's he's putting his name out there again. He's young. It's early in the season. I don't want to just step out there and say, oh yeah, he's going to be the best goalie out there, right? Now, if we were looking at. Just from his playoff performance, 100%, everyone would be like, this man's a brick wall. Nothing gets past him. I wouldn't so. put, I honestly, I'd put him top five. You would. I would. That's fair. But, okay. But that's obviously because I'm giving respect to Shersteken, uh, Vasilevsky, um, on oh, so is he three? Top three? No, he's not <laughs> three. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the because um, Shostakins with the Rangers, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of the uh, Calgary goalie uh, Markstrom. Markstrom's up there, uh, the Carolina goalie and the Islanders goalie, and then I would put Jake Onger. Now so where we about you... five or six then? Because I think you five. just named five people. Well, there you go. Yeah, about yeah. five. Okay, five, five or six. six. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. No, I just again clarification. Just, but right now, right now, as it is, that's right. where I would have him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Obviously, the stars, there's a long season left to go. The stars are number two if they keep playing how they're playing. I mean, yeah. it'll get him bumped up. If Saros quick. and Demko too, who could be up there? But those are just all like back and forth. So yeah, I mean, again, it's it's early in the season. There's a lot to. There's a lot of games left to play. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes for the stars and really everyone else in the league. So you want to talk some uh, bouncy bouncy ball? Bouncy Bouncy Ball? Some Bouncy Bouncy Ball. Oh my goodness. I'm always down to talk some Bouncy Bouncy Ball. Right. I bet you are. That's right. We're going to talk about the NBA, buddy. Bouncy the, Bouncy Ball. Some Bouncy Bouncy Ball. Some back and forth court ball. Some NBA basketball. The association. Boy, oh boy. Man. Luka Doncic looks like he is in mid-season form. He actually... Two games into the season. He actually came into the season in shape. For once. Yeah. Holy so crap. if he's coming in in shape and being in midseason form, imagine what midseason form looks like. This is true. No, and that's a fair that's a fair point. I mean, we talked about it, Andrew, when we were previewing the NBA season. We both thought that Luka could be the MVP. And I had no doubt of his ability. I mean, obviously, I, I have him as one of the five best players in the game right now. And obviously, the first game against Phoenix – one kind of hard to talk about blowing that lead to the Suns, but he still looked great in that. He still no, and Luca didn't look bad at all, and neither no. did Christian Wood, who has been who phenomenal, is still balling. Yes, twenty five points in both games as his first two games as a Mav. Did he come off the bench in that first game against Phoenix? Yep. Okay, so he's he's pretty, come off the bench both games. So he's a low key kind of a potential six man of six the year man of the year candidate. Yeah, and we're just starting Javale for the size, right? You know, because I mean, you have to have size out there and. I'm assuming he's, I mean, he's athletic as you know what. So, I mean, I'm sure he can also do with the jump ball and 
exactly. protecting the rim, yeah. whatever. So, and he's and that's what he's out there. He's kind of our enforcer um, for the times that we don't have Christian Wood out there, and and the Mavs. I think the Mavs are just kind of perfectly set up to where the last couple seasons they've been forced to play small, right? Maxi, Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell being like your biggest undersized player yeah. that you played regularly. Mm-hmm. And now you have the option to go big mm-hmm. with JaVale and Christian Wood and Luca at guard. I mean, the size of those three alone, Luca at 6'7", Christian Wood at what, 6'11"? 6'10", 6'11", yeah. Yeah. Like, and JaVale, that's a huge lineup. Mm-hmm. And then you can go small where you have Luca, Dinwiddie, Maxi. They have a lot of versatility. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. as well. Tim Timmy. Um, and Timmy seems like he's been kind of game back this up is, somewhat. But. Honestly, since Luca got there, this might be the deepest Mavericks team that they've had. Well, with the, the with the level of talent, the biggest thing too is Luca legitimately has a lob threat now. It's true. Which is, I mean, Powell was that guy, but again, Powell was so limited in everything else that he could do that exactly. It was just, Wood can pick and pop, pick and roll. He can step out on his own. He can even he. I don't really trust him to essentially ISO, but he can essentially. I mean, he was ISOing against I mean, the he, Grizzlies, but that's the thing. I trust him enough to where if Luca's off the floor, he's one of those guys that okay, I can give you the ball and you can maybe create your right. shot if there's five seconds left or whatever. Which is something that Kristaps Porzingis would try to do, and then just utterly fail at. I think injuries also kind of derailed Kristaps. Oh, it's a story absolutely. If if Kristaps never got hurt the first time in New York. He was going to be a force to be reckoned with, but this is true. At the end of the day, injuries were part of the game, unfortunately, and yeah. he was never able to bounce back from that. So, and I understand the experiment, mm-hmm. but now you have legit scores around Luca, big men scores. You have Luca, who makes everyone around him look better to begin with. It's I I, I legitimately see the Mavs being more competitive than I think most people. Um, really anticipated them being this season, honestly. Right, and I, I to be honest, that first and I, it's on. No, it's only two games. Right, it's early. Yeah, it's early. Um, but I, I've I've liked what I've seen from Dallas so far. I do, and I also think that there was no way Phoenix was losing that game. Yeah, even they, down to I legitimately like I was watching that game. I knew we were up, and I legitimately I was hyped as hell about what I was seeing. I mean, mm-hmm. the Mavs were absolutely just. Kicking ass. I mean, they they picked up where they left off in Game Seven mm-hmm. to start off the game, but I just had this feeling that the way they got embarrassed in Game Seven, you come into Game One again at home and you're getting embarrassed again. Mm-hmm. I really felt like there's just going to be some sort of resurgence. And honestly, who could have accounted for Damian Lee hitting 11 points in the fourth quarter? It's a tough one. So <laughs> it's a tough one. And you sure. also don't bench Christian Wood after he hits 16 straight points. No. I, I thought that was a very interesting call by head coach Jason Kidd. But um, Wood made a good point. He said that, you know, I'm new here. I have to earn my trust. And he's improving on defense is what he's saying he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So when Phoenix is surging, right? you know, obviously Maxie's a better defender than Christian Wood from what we've seen historically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I kind of understand it to a point, but it's also... Wood was getting you the points. Yeah. So I and I get it. And there there'll be times. I mean, they're 
NBA teams are still playing 10-plus guys in the regular season trying to figure out what the rotation is going to yep. be, who they trust in certain spots, who works yep. best with others. So we'll obviously wait and see. And like you said, it's early. Um, are we allowed to talk about other NBA teams, or do we have yeah, to? No, no, no. Okay. Um, we could talk about, hey, who the Mavericks beat, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, they started off 2-0 before that loss, ultimately to Dallas and Luka. To me, Memphis, again, I have high expectations for them. I mentioned it. I had them coming out of the West uh, entirely. Yeah which I still believe they can do, but they are very reliant on John Morant having a big game. Ultimately, I think he scored like just 20 against Dallas. And yeah, that. which is not a bad game. But for Jaw, it's it's a little underwhelming. And yeah. the fact that I also, when I made those predictions, Jaron Jackson, I forgot to mention, Jaron Jackson won't be starting the year after having uh, offseason surgery. So he's I honestly looked at as to being the second best player on that team. Yeah. And he's going to be dearly missed from that Memphis squad. So it'll be very interesting to see how they waver the storm. It could give teams like, you know, Denver, excuse me, the Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, the Mavericks, a chance, the Golden State Warriors, a chance to kind of supersede them in the standings uh, if Memphis isn't on their game early. Yeah, but if you're Denver, you can't be losing to the Jazz. Yeah, which is Jazz, speaking of which, they're one of four undefeated teams in the Western Conference. Which is insane. It's weird to say that out loud. Yeah. You know, it's Portland's first. Yep. Which I know we were, before the show, we were talking crap about how they beat the Lakers. They're 3-0. Yep. Chauncey Billups has got that squad absolutely <laughs> yeah. flowing on all cylinders right yep. now. Dame seems revitalized. That defense seems a lot better than what Is it's... Portland first? I thought it Boston was. In the West. In the West. Okay. Boston's first in the East. Eastern Conference. Gotcha. They both are 3-0, though. So, yep. there you go. Um, now, since Brennan kind of gave us a segue... Boston is 3-0, Milwaukee's 2-0, and the Wizards are the other undefeated team in the Eastern Conference. Definitely a shocker there. Um, But those are the two teams, Boston and Milwaukee, that I have potentially making the Eastern Conference Finals. I have no reason to deny that at this point. Philly, it's been very rocky to start off the year, to say the least. 0-3. Hasn't gotten a win yet. Um, Ever since James Harden signed that new contract extension allowing for... wild, man. <laughs> new I players. Guess the strip clubs aren't that great. The, yeah. heat <laughs> in, <laughs> the Heat one and two, Chicago one and two. Yeah, I mean it's it's early in the year, so we're still kind of shuffling our way here. But it's kind of interesting to see how the NBA is kind of stacked up. I mean Charlotte, who they kind of look like they're going to have a down year. They're two and one. We already talked about the Wizards. Brooklyn's one and one. So I mean it's it's it'll be very interesting to see uh, Miami only being one and two. I mean that's going to change obviously. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, though, they look like they have a squad. Yeah. Um, Herb Jones, one of the more underrated defenders in the league. Brandon Ingram, uh, definitely a potential trade piece. He's a all-star candidate. Zion, the infamous Zion Williamson, is balling, looks healthy, looks lean. And That's the thing. Can they stay healthy? It's true. And C.J. McCollum might be the best guard they've had since I can't even remember in recent memory. It, it blows my mind that C.J. McCollum... And Damian Lillard were on the same team. Yeah. And, and it's, couldn't win anything. Well, I mean, stylistically, right? I mean, because they're, they're both elite scorers that can score off the dribble, but they're undersized guards from smaller schools who are not... I mean, Dame's pretty athletic, but CJ's more under the rim athleticism. Right, right. Um, And they don't defend. Like, let's face it. Like, CJ and Dame are never going to be announced to an all-NBA defense team. No disrespect to them. Right. Uh, It's just hard. It's hard to win that way. I mean, Stephen Clay... The greatest, arguably, backcourt duo in NBA history. One's a defensive-minded guy who can score, and the other guy is just Steph. Yep. So. <laughs> just Steph. <laughs> just Steph. So uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of name power on that team. Yeah. You know who else has a lot of name power though? Ooh. The boys on the West Coast. Ooh. 
And I'm not talking about the Clippers, bucko. And you're not talking about the Warriors either. No, I'm not. I did say who else. So, Yeah, who else describes a lot of that team, to be fair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else is there? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we're talking about the Lakers. Yeah, who did lose today to the Portland Trail Blazers. Russell Westbrook. It's actually really sad. It's kind of depressing to see just like how bad he has become at basketball. He went from league MVP, everyone riding on his back, averaging triple doubles, I think like three out of four seasons, I believe, to now he's got a guy getting paid $47 million a year. And given his contract, his contract with Russell Wilson's, ironically, another Russell, are the two worst contract in sports. Right now, yeah. Those are the two worst ones. Yep. And you can make a legitimate argument that, at least with Russ Russell Westbrook's, he only has this year and that's it. Yeah. So, But even then, that one-year $47 million is automatically like, it's just cap relief at this point. Yep. You're not looking at him anywhere else. So, eventually, the Lakers, uh, we talked about it, that Rob Palenka wants to potentially keep him for 20 or so games just to see what, what the experiment looks like. You're, they wait 20 games. I think their season's over. Like yeah. I think they're mathematically eliminated after 20 games. Well, on the pace they're currently on, they would be 0 and 20. So yeah, I just Rob, get your get your bleep together. Yeah, <sighs> but you, Gold, can, you can say shit. I, <laughs> we can we can swear here. It's okay. <laughs> I know we're still getting <laughs> used to get your bleep here. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's weird because I said bleep, but I told Andrew to fuck off earlier in the I podcast, know. which is weird. <laughs> All right, we're getting used to it here. Uh, we're cracking open we're cracking open a couple of brewskis. You know, we're getting we're getting loose here, but. Yeah, uh, cut the shit, Westbrook. Go get, 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 get fucking traded. That buddy. sounds so so much better oh, really than, than it did before. Oh my oh, god, that is hysterical. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. I mean, the Clippers are looking nice as well, man. I mean, the, the Spurs winning two games too. Also, I I know we like kind of joked about it, Cullen, but we talked about the the Popovich farewell winning. Uh, through three games, they're doing it. It looks like. I mean, they're competing. They are. So, um, they're again. This is one of those that I expect to return to the mean shortly. Right. Uh, <laughs> but credits the Spurs. You know, making every make last some bit, noise. Every bit of pops. Presumably last. I don't know if he's actually officially announced. I think he did. I, well, it's, I might it, be wrong. I don't. It. They would make it kind of more. I feel like well known. Maybe not Kobe level yeah. farewell tour, but it right. would be like this is Pop's last time in. Atlanta, Georgia, or something. So, I mean, if we get those, then it's like, okay. But it's presumed to be his last season. So, I don't want to just fully outright say, you know, pop, you're getting the fuck out of here, right? Now I'm just letting Gus Orge fly for the heck of it, you know? Um, But if we want to talk about a team that we both think is really good, it's the defending NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. And so far, I mean, the Draymond, Jordan Poole situation hasn't affected them too much. I know they're currently one and one, but... I mean, this just seems like business as usual. They had that opening night win against the aforementioned Lakers. They ultimately fell to, I forget who it was. I think it was the it was the Nuggets, okay. And that close matchup with Nikola Jokic. Yep. Nuggets obviously revamped with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Uh, the Warriors. They are still the Warriors. Still the upper class of the NBA. Yep. And I don't expect nothing. They absolutely are. Well... You, is there anything you want to touch more on the NBA side before we uh, switch gears here? Uh, the Lakers suck. <laughs> Lake I show. I love to say it. Yeah, and Westbrook. Yan- Yankees, Lakers, Longhorns, uh, 
throw Cowboys in there. If you're going to throw those other two in there, you got to no, throw Cowboys no, because, in there? No, because I got to say they're in shambles. I mean, Cowboys oh, they're in, shambles. in shambles. Oh, okay, shambles. So. I thought you were talking about the fans that root for those no, teams. No, I'm going to say they're in shambles. Now, yeah, obviously, say, they I, usually I, all root I, I for the same thing. The, the only team that they have right now that's somewhat successful is the Cowboys. But, yeah, that group of fans that just roots for the big names, having a rough go of it. But mm-hmm. I, uh, we played. Some, we talked about some bounty bounty ball. And uh, I think Brendan has been gone way too long, and he needs to talk about some uh, sticky, sticky ball. No, no, slide, slide. Remember, <laughs> slide, slide. Was it slide, slide? Yeah, it was oh, yeah. slide, slide. Remember, box, box, sticky, yeah, sticky. Slide. sticky. Ugh, stick, I don't know what kind of ball you're ball. playing, but stick ball. Ball. <laughs> stick ball. Let's take it over to the diamond. Moving into playoffs, I mean. Phillies just out there dominating the Padres, winning the series four to one. Bryce Harper looking like that injury he had earlier in the season did nothing to him and just looks fantastic. The infamous Sports Illustrated cover boy, Bryce Harper, the man with I don't remember a baseball player who had as much expectations as Bryce Harper did coming in. I'd almost say he's almost like some people's most hated player too, just because of how controversial he was. Well, it, it was, it was what, like he got brash. On, he got on Sports Illustrated when he was what six, sixteen, yeah, sixteen, yeah. And people like really had an issue with that. And then he went and played JUCO ball for a year, and then he immediately went into the big leagues, right? And even in JUCO, he just destroyed everything out well, there. Well, and it, he carried himself with a certain arrogance. I think is fair to say. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, I mean, if we're talking arrogant players, it's like him and Trevor Bauer are the two okay. that people. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> They're the two that people will go oh, to. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, they can back it up. So, if you Which can back it up, then there you go. But he hit arguably the biggest home run of his career, sending the Philadelphia Phillies for the first time since 2009 to the Winter Classic, the World Series Philadelphia Phillies. I'm, as a, I'm rooting for the Phillies the entire time. Philly fans don't know how to act. Well, it's I'm either, not rooting for Houston. Well, presumably. Excuse me, sir? <laughs> presumably. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> presumably. It's going to be a long series if it goes down. Let me tell you. I'm looking right now, and tickets are as low as $16 to that game in New York. Yankees fans showing they have no loyalty to their own team. Yankees fans, I they have given up on their team already. In terms of American team sports, the Yankees fans, I think, are the most spoiled, arguably. A hundred percent. Would you would y'all agree with that statement? Oh yeah, they're so used to just going to playoffs all the time, and it's you know they're finally they I know they've only had one World Series since I think in the last fifteen years that yep. they've had it. Uh, they just they looked completely overmatched. They don't know how to hit. <laughs> they don't <laughs> consistently know, especially with runners in scoring position or you know just in key spots. You know, and the and Astro, the Astros, you know, they're just cheating. They're they they have their catcher. What to say? Doing these magical signs that lets the pitcher know what to throw, so they can't hit. It's crazy, right? I'm about to How say they're so cheating this year, huh? The cheating scandal that's about to come out after Houston wins this oh, World Series is going to be crazy. Something. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. They're going to come up with something. Get exposed Maybe again. they're using the cans in studio that oh, we got right here. Yeah. <laughs> they're using beer cans. Yeah, we're actually setting up the signs for the cheating right now. Yeah, yep. that's it. 100. <laughs> percent no, I think yeah, but I'm not rooting for Houston. Wouldn't even root for another Texas nope. team. You're going to root for a garbage just city. No offense, but Philly fans and I any think sport, no you suck. You don't know how to act. I in think anything. Houston's garbage. All the offense. So all the offense. All the offense, sir. Walk out that door right now. Get no. out. 
He works here, to be fair. <laughs> he works here. I will get him fired. <laughs> um, no, I think Houston's the best remaining team in baseball. I think 100%. they've been the most complete team all year, and clearly they've played the best during crunch time. Andrew, why are you <laughs> you're smiling over there? <laughs> are you okay over there, bud? You're no, like I'm actually. I'm. It's. I just had the realization that I have control over the TV too. Oh my! So God. I can watch soccer instead of football. Unless they switch it over to Aaron Judge randomly. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which. By, by the way. I was at that game. You were. Yes, you were at that game. Aaron Judge's record-breaking It was, it was cool. I mean, everyone was just. The whole Slight stadium flex. exploded. Yeah. Like, no. Everyone was standing and cheering. Like, there was nothing to it. I mean, the Rangers went at him. They wanted to pitch. They were like, no, we're going to either strike him out or he's going to get it. We don't care. So, meanwhile, half the other teams in the league were like, we'll pitch around him. We're not going to be a part of this. Yeah. Why? That's not fun for the fans. That's, It's not even that great of a strategy. They mm-hmm. put him at first to bat. Try right. to strike him out. It's not like they put him in a key position right. to move runners. They just put him there to get more bats. You know what? Uh, during that whole salvo, what I figured out? I figured out what I'm going to be for Halloween. Which is what? Aaron Judge. <laughs> and I'm just going to walk in on Andrew during his just normal daily day activities. <laughs> just come up to his work. <laughs> yeah. Just dress it up. I got the, I'm going to get the full pinstripes. Aaron Judge up to that. Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta have like a cutout thing, yep. too, where it just looks like you dropped uh, yeah. throwing my face. <laughs> <laughs> I do have another bone to pick, though, with I'll the Yankees. i brick at you. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's my bone to pick, really, with any... Any major league sports team in general. How do you not have a dome at this point? Every stadium needs a dome. Preach. There should not be rain delays anymore. Not in any sport, whether it's hockey, which no hockey team really does. But (laughs) MLB, NFL, NBA, everyone needs a dome. I cannot believe you started with hockey. (laughs) I I just watched the four major sports. The the idea of hockey for Colin is... The Russians that are playing on like frozen rivers and like I'm just making the, the point that sitting there on yeah. the sides watching just in the Serbian I was, forest. I was, like I was including I was including hockey in this moment of having domes. Okay, even though they already have some, it's like they all right. literally use NBA stadiums most of the time. Well, or they and have that's indoor. Fine. Yeah, there's not a single. This is a team outdoor effort. Outdoor hockey arena. It's a, it's a team effort, guys. They, it's like they it's choose. Like if, hold on, hold on. Matter of fact, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. No, hold, hold on. on. No, I'm hold getting on. you math. <laughs> there is so few. There's so you few. You had someone do math for you in college. I don't trust there your math. There's so <laughs> few outdoor hockey stadiums, which zero. That's zero that they choose to play a game outside. Y'all are missing my point. Y'all are missing my point. Y'all are missing my point. If we go after the show and we're all like, guys. You know, we really need to make sure that we don't cuss as much as we did or, you know, we don't need to interrupt Brendan when it's his first show back. We all know who we're talking about, but we still have to be inclusionary of everybody. That was my whole point, including hockey of everything. Inclusionary, inclusive, whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus, I was trying to make everyone feel welcomed. I mean, we're talking about the freaking all the sports today, you know, just trying to make the vibes good. I could have said MLS, too. I no mean, what about it? And I, there are a couple well, people would have bad well, that actually soccer stadiums. Domes. I was about to say soccer. Actually, the point is everyone yes. needs a dome. <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs a dome. 
Well, you see, no. MLS doesn't have the money that the other leagues have, so that one would make more sense. Get your money up, MLS. Get your money up. They're working on it. Hey, They're Wrexham's on. getting their money up. Wrexham yeah. is getting their you money up. You know what? Up. F1, get, get build a dome. <laughs> I would be impressed with that one. Uh, that's that what I'm saying. Build a Formula dome. E races inside. I mean, they don't let them freaking yeah, race you want in car- rain anymore. You want carbon monoxide poisoning? <laughs> <laughs> that I'd be interested to see how it works. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, You'll just we, see half the fans keep, fall keep talking about in the stick stands. Ball. It's the stick ball. Stick <laughs> keep ball. talking about stick it's ball. The sticky ball. <laughs> but no, I mean, Ranger or Rangers, excuse me. I wish. <laughs> we have a dome. Yeah, we do for once. <laughs> so, but Astros obviously favored to win against the New York Yankees right now. I mean, even Yankees fans have basically given up. So, so let's just let's just go ahead and be honest here. We're not big J journalists, okay? I am. We don't have to eh. be... I not am. yet. I am. We don't have I'm not to, official yet, but we I, don't have to be completely objective at this says point. Says the man who talks about domes in hockey. We know <laughs> that do- every sport, not just hockey. We know that the Astros are going to move on, and boy, oh boy, if they don't, I will clip this and I will send it to Freezing Cold Takes on Twitter. I do not care because I'll be happy. But we need to start posting our podcast. We know Astro, uh, the Astros are going to move on. Who is your who is your pick? Well, at this when? point now, you're asking me to try to not be objective, uh, and I can't. Colin, do that. who is your pick? I'm, I would pick the Ash. I told you when we did this, I was like, the Astros are going to the World Series, and they're yeah, going. Well, you're wrong. So you're going with the Phillies and Brendan. You're our tiebreaker. I wonder where you're going to go. I mean, that's just straight up obvious. I'm an Astros fan, so I have to cheer for them. There you go. Disgusting. You feel Disgusting. good asking your question now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, y'all want to catch worry. a flight real quick, though? I, I can buy some tickets for $16 to the Astros game tonight. No, I'm good. No, you sure? All right. I'll be in New York uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So. Nice. You won't be seeing a game there since or they won't be moving. Or Newark. 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 Which is literally across the river, but. Uh, well, yeah. anything else in the world of baseball? <laughs> Not right now. Well, there's only four damn teams left, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's really about it. And the game's just now starting finally after that. Okay, so it started. Now. Yeah, it's so started we have right a sports equinox. So there we, we go. have an equinox, ladies and gentlemen. We have an equinox. The MLS, the MLB, the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL all played a sporting event on the same day for the fifteenth time in history. Is there any chance we could throw on the Sunday night game? Or are you watching this MLS? I'm, I'm watching. I was going to go back and forth, though. Okay. Sorry, I just got comfy while you guys were talking stick ball. <laughs> well, we'll move on from uh, your sticky balls, as you called it earlier, and move right into college football. Pause. <laughs> All right, now we're going to talk about some college. <laughs> yeah, finish. Come back from that, bud. <laughs> I'm so cutting that. <laughs> no, you are not. We, you were giving him shit about wanting to cut and edit this podcast. You will embrace your mistakes here. No, he you're, no you're the one saying it, man. <laughs> talking about stick and ball. Baseball. But we're not talking about stick ball anymore. Talking about college football. Talking about uh, we're talking about Texas blowing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Dude, Texas being Texas shocker. Tejas. Oh, uh, honestly, uh, as an OU fan, I despise Texas and went to see them lose that every chance I can. So I was happy. Oh yeah, he Oklahoma wasn't here State. during the Red River rivalry. No, Red oh, River rivalry. Brendan, yeah. Brendan, 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 Brendan. We'll give you. We'll give you the floor. Just say anything you want to about that game, and then we'll go back to this week's game. 
We're a young team. We have a bunch of new coaching staff. I mean, it is what it is. Excuses. All right. Nice. <laughs> See, I was talking to Dominique Alexander yesterday, who uh, was a stud for OU. And he was saying that maybe there might not be no excuses that you should at least put up points. Yep. So, wow. Anyway, Steve Sarkeesian sucks. <laughs> uh, Quinn Ewers looked human for the first time in one of his, well, no, not even for the first time, but this is the most human he's looked in all his starts. This, this, is, his his this, is, his, this is his worst start as yeah. a collegiate quarterback. Yeah. Okay. He was he was missing throws. I it wasn't it, he had some where his receivers weren't doing what they needed to. I'll give you that. But Quinn Ewers did not look good. Three interceptions and sub three hundred yards against an Oklahoma State team who granted is probably the most competitive team in the big 12 outside of TCU and uh, Kansas state. But when you're up, what were they up 14 or 17? They were up 17. 17. 17. They were up 17 and blew the lead. I mean, no matter who you're playing, that's just UT fashion though at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) they're like, we're going to win this first half and forget how to play in the second. Yeah. I think Quinn. Go throw some picks. <coughs> I think over throw. That dude needs to shave his beard and that mullet. Can I? Can I interject something here? Um, since I'm not on either side of the They're just kids. rivalry, just kids. They're just kids. No, it's right. Um, oh, man, I'm 30. <laughs> so I'm 40. So I think, talk about me. <laughs> that was the most. By the way, if you haven't seen it on YouTube, go look up Mike Gundy rant <laughs> yeah. newspaper. Just go look it. It's up. so good. Um, yeah. if. I can talk to Mr. OU here, and we'll call Andrew Mr. Objective Texas fan. Uh, not Texas. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just want to see his reaction. That's all I wanted to see. That's As okay. He's wearing a Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. You were about to ask. You were about to ask me a very specific question. Where did you get that brick? Where? Did I- <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Judge is up to. Bed. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, serious though. Texas. With Steve Sarkeesian, we talked about his kind of ineptitude. I think he's an offensive coordinator masking around as a head coach. I agree. Yeah. Would you also be willing to say that Brent Venables up to this point has improved his status as I a head fully coach? fully would agree. The reason why I say that, that he's not at the level of Steve Sarkeesian, because he was a DC before he moved over to head coach. Right. And he obviously hasn't had as many times. Sarkeesian was the head coach at the University of Washington. Right. And I believe he was the head coach somewhere else yep. before he came to Texas. I, can't, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Texas and OU, that might be the biggest reason why they're struggling this year is because of the lack of leadership from the head coaching position, in y'all's opinion. And I will say this when it comes to what you were talking about with these coaches and their respective expertises. Sarkeesian, at least we're seeing offense out of the, out of the Longhorns. Even on Quinn's worst day so far as a, as a Longhorn quarterback, they still put up points. They, you know, drove down the field. The receivers were getting the ball. Sometimes they dropped them. Sometimes they were overthrown, but they were still competing somewhat. I mean, it wasn't a blowout by any means by OSU. But Venables being a defensive-minded coach, and you're bringing him over to prepare OU for what's going to inevitably be a very difficult task of playing defense in the SEC. 
hasn't shown us that they can play defense. Well, and that so that's an interesting point that you've you mentioned, and Brendan, I'll let you jump in here in a second. You because Venable's right. It's harder to take your program, especially in the first year when you've made not even had that many transfers from Clemson, like your guys, quote unquote. Right, right. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like Sarks definitely should take more heat than. Oh, Venables I know. I'm well. Plus, I'm with you. Uh, I'm plus with the you. transfers they had in general from Lincoln. Right. Lincoln. Exactly. Right. The, the but the reason why I said what I said about Venables is situationally, like the stuff where the the good coaches separate from the great coaches, the okay coaches separate from the good coaches is situational football, complimentary yeah. football. Yep. Venables multiple times this year, and I understand Gabriel's been in and out of the lineup with injuries, and they have a relatively young squad, especially with those sure. transfers that we just mentioned. Venables seems almost not prepared for the workload that a head coach comes with. There's been multiple times this year, and you can speak to it watching because I know you watch all the Big 12 games. Yeah. There have been times this year where Venables has come up shorter than his actual standard height yep. when it comes to crucial moments for this OU squad when they've needed to be precise and needed to have that leader in place. Now, Grant, he will get better as the time gets on, and I do believe that Venables is going to be a great hire for OU transitioning into the SEC. I, I agree. But so I'm, far this year, that has to be a fair criticism for him, is yeah. that situationally he has not been as good as he needs to be in order to lead this Oklahoma program. And 100%, that's going to be the growing pains that come with being a head coach for your first year. You have to learn to step up from a spot that normally you didn't have to be, right? I mean, as a defensive right. coordinator, you're not the one everyone's looking at. Now you're the head coach. Everyone's looking at you. They want your guidance, right? So that's one of the things he's doing. Again, it's a lot of just growing pains they're going through, and I kind of figured this is how it would go. I was hoping for high hopes but because it's like, oh, Venables knows how the I, program's ran, but it's it's a lot of just growing pains we're seeing. I... I mean, I, I can't argue with that because you can really credit any first-year head coach to growing pains, mm -hmm. right? I could, I could do the same thing for every game Texas Tech's played. And here's the thing, too, though, right? Again, he's had probably more growing pains than some of the other ones. Like, for example, the last time Texas had different coaches transfer around and all that, they didn't lose most of their team due to transfers, right? All their, like, veteran guys. They lost a few. But not... Almost. No, yeah, no, Lincoln Raleigh didn't take everyone to USC yeah. for Texas. I, I get that. I get that. But I would at least expect some sort of, like, like progress. Their best defensive performance this year came against a Nebraska team that was still being coached by Scott Frost at the time. Yeah. You're not wrong. Even then, and then your other two best performances were Kent State, woo, who <laughs> who literally were beating you 3-0 at halftime mm. and UTEP. But other than that, well, you let Kansas State put up 41 on you. Sure. You let TCU put up 55 on you. Mm -hmm. Texas put up 49 on you. And then they and Kansas put on 40 put up 42 on you. And then what the offense do though? Put up 52 against Kansas, right? And that's so, fine. You're playing you're playing Big 12 shootout football. That's how the Big 12 is. It's not going to work, though. <laughs> when they transfer, it's not going to go well. No, and not even that, though. The Big 12 has been significantly more defensive this year. Lately, these games, these more recent games, have been more 30-ish points a team. I was about to say, I wouldn't say as. But the Big 12 traditionally used to be 50, 60 points a game. I mean, it's, it's becoming a much more defensive league with defense really becoming an emphasis in the Big 12, especially with teams coming in. Can I add to your point? Yeah. So not only has the Big 12 gotten better, I think the the mean of in our college-level defenses has regressed. We've seen it with... <coughs> excuse me. We've seen it with even Coach Saban, who's mm -hmm. known for his defensive prowess. His defenses haven't been able to be as highly... <coughs> 
defensive and highly as respectable Neither as they used to. Clemson, Clemson in the as ACC, well. Ohio State. Yeah, I mean Georgia's been Georgia, but even then Georgia, there's been some games where they've kind of like let the opponent kind of stay around for a while more than um, they would be. Yeah. So I mean, I think that just the sport as a whole, offensive coaches and defensive coaches are kind of figuring each other out a little bit. It's not just one side or the other, even though the rules may be leaning to one side more right. than the other. Even, I mean, going back to kind of the topic of just defenses and just kind of, let's be honest, shit in the bed. I mean, Ole Miss and LSU. <laughs> the SEC in general has not shown defense this season. Nope. No. Like, like they used to. Not but, like they used to, no. But, dude, Ole Miss, that's a really, really disappointing loss for Ole Miss. You were, really, you were no you you especially were really high on Dart talking oh, about yeah. him last week yeah and he, that's what happens man of 19, course I talk about the kid and nineteen thirty four two eighty three for one interception you know <coughs> hey listen I just called you out on one I, I'm gonna take some flack here too because me and you had a fairly respectable debate between two quarterbacks and two respectable schools and one of them got benched this past Saturday and it wasn't your guy it was my guy DJ Ugalele uh. You Where are you at, bud? Yeah. Where the... I, here's the thing. He's so athletically gifted, right? And I talked about how there's just certain way... There's certain quarterbacks that got to understand their skill set early and realize that in college, if you go to one of these schools, they'll understand kind of what you are and tell you what you are more yeah. than you know yourself. Yeah, because, I mean, they've seen it They've seen it all. In practice, spring ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ugalele just seems like he thinks he's somebody more than who he is. And that's why he got benched for the number one recruit. I think he just refuses to be a game manager like and, he should be. <laughs> right. And, I mean, he's clearly capable of using his athleticism, right, when he needs to. But I feel like he, he often doesn't use it enough. No. And then, not only that, but, again, just trying to be that consistent quarterback. I don't know if he's just trying to improve, improve his draft stock or what he's able to do. I know Coach, uh, Coach Dabo had an interesting quote after the game that, you can go two for, what was it, two for 30 or two for 25, and Steph Curry, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine the next night. So implying that Ugalele will be the starter coming this upcoming week. Right. But the, I thought ESPN stats and info uh, went back, and were like, yeah, Steph Curry's never had a game like that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, look, it'll be very interesting for Ugalele. Um, I still have belief that he's still a good kid and then he can be a leader he's and a can fix the things. Kid. But this needs to be the wake-up call. But this, but this is where you really see players – because especially college players show, you know, where where like they prove that they are an elite in that elite level of college football quarterbacks. Right. You have a bad game, come out and show us that that was just a fluke the yeah. next week. And so, I mean, Ugalele is going to have his chance. And, and we don't want this to turn into, don't mean to bring this up, Brendan, but a Spencer Rattler situation where this guy consistently would get benched, called out and everything. And he just never adjusted. Yep. I mean, it worked out for OU benching him. So there you go. And then now he's at South Carolina. Yep. I don't want to see the same thing happen. <laughs> and to the guy you benched him for is at USC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All the smoke today from our producer, Andrew. Dude, we haven't been able to. I know Jay got him a little bit. On OU yeah. Since he's been gone. But I mean, look, I want to, I want to finish up in the big 12 just because we talked about, important stuff there uh texas tech took care of west virginia and then uh the top two teams in the big 12 tcu kansas is the game i really wanted to talk about i still believe kansas state can win the big 12 championship i really do um i mean that's not to discredit tcu because they have a squad this year (laughs) max duggan is legit 
he's finally coming to his own. Yeah. And Sonny Dykes is doing things with that team that I don't think anybody saw coming in year one. And it's kind of scary. Kansas State, what, what happened? happened? Uh. <laughs> Shout out, James. <laughs> oh, but, man. Dude. And, and look, that's it. I mean, also, you got to give Kansas State their credit. They had to play without Adrian Martinez. Uh, who right. got hurt on like the third play of the game. Yeah, that's true. Which, and Adrian Martinez is your big play guy. That's your quarterback that literally at any moment in any game can just pop off for a 62-yard tutty rushing. Yeah, the former Nebraska product um, showed his prowess. I mean, when he originally committed to Nebraska, he was talked about as a living folktale because Nebraska obviously having all that tradition and everything. Right. They knew this kid's talent. And here at Kansas State, with Deuce Vaughn, as you mentioned, uh, Martinez, you thought that maybe with a – I'm blanking on their head coach's name, so I apologize. but uh, Chris Kleiman. Kleiman, thank you. Um, you thought that Kansas State, again, with – I mean, even Andrew, having buying into the hype and everything. Ultimately, though, TCU just seems, with Sonny Dykes, the most complete team in the Big 12 up to this date. Well, just lurk, looking at them being able to, like, get first downs, you had Kansas State, who could only get, like, 15 – Versus TCU putting up 25. It's a big difference. Yeah, that's going to help you drive the ball down the field, which is going I mean, to lead you. Doug and throwing wins. for 280 and three tutties, too, is going to get the job done as well. And you had Miller running rushing for 153 yards. The biggest problem that happened with Kansas State is that once they lost Adrian Martinez, is they, become, they became very one-dimensional. They became very, very one-dimensional because now all you're really focusing on is uh, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. And they only held, they held Deuce Vaughn to only 83 yards, which, I mean, 83 yards isn't a bad game. Can I, so I was watching this game. Is is Deuce Vaughn, he's number 22, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's Deuce Deuce Vaughn. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll call him du- Deuce Deuce. Or Deuce, Deuce Squared. Deuce 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 Vaughn. Double Deuce. Vaughn. Sure. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Whatever, cool. I'm just sorry. That's <laughs> we'll move on from that one. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I think we're gonna see a rematch of this game in the Big Twelve Championship. In oh, my really? Yeah. Okay, so no, you. I'm trying to think. So it's just the best two team record watch. Do you think Oklahoma State could potentially, yeah, fall again? Well, yeah, because Oklahoma State still has to play Kansas State and TCU. Would you pick Kansas State in that matchup? I would pick Kansas State and TCU in both those matches, like against OCU. I, I can understand TCU. But, yeah, I mean that'd be an interesting. I one would against pick, K-State. I mean K State would be an interesting game. Now it all depends. Is Adrian Martinez back? That's true. But and I also which Shadur, uh, it's not Shadur. With uh, Spencer Sanders, I was thinking of the dude from Jackson State. I apologize, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it would be a battle of veteran Big Twelve quarterbacks, and yeah, well, not even Big Twelve quarterbacks, just veteran QBs, right? But, um. Yeah, uh, I, I, I expect Kansas State-TCU to be the Big 12 championship game, and I would expect me, obviously my pick being Kansas State to win the Big 12, I would see I would choose Kansas State to win that game. Okay. Fair enough. But moving from one twelve over to the other, we want to talk about the Pac-12 game that happened. Ooh, I like that transition. UCLA so and Oregon. Oregon. Mm-hmm. Freaking Bo Nicks, man. I know you hate him, man, but <laughs> I just, dude, like, there's, I don't know. Here's the thing. I know you hate him, but he has. I mean, like, he's walled out. I, I, we've got the link, right, to ESPN, uh, Five the scores and everything. 
Can you can you just click on his profile? Like it's there in the in the score. Just look at his face. Like he just looks like somebody that I just would not enjoy being around in the company or the presence of. Man. I just don't Jeez. I've just I, here's the thing. His play cuz he he was so overhyped at Auburn, right? Which again, it's Auburn. You know? I mean, he they were treating him as if he was the next Cam Newton, which he's not. He then transfers eventually or he flames out, transfers to Oregon. And after getting stomped by Georgia, he's now compiled some wins uh, and now is leading one of the top. I think they're they're number one in the Pac-12 in terms of record-wise yeah. or tied for first in record-wise. And everyone's believing this hype again. And I just, I hate falling for it. I mean, I hate falling for it because I've seen this dude go up against the biggest competition. And granted, it was a big win against UCLA. Five touchdowns. He did. Had a nice game. <laughs> I've seen a lot. Yeah, I've, great game. Hey, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has had some nice games. You want to talk about Kirk Cousins? I mean, shoot. There's a lot of great quarterbacks that have great games. Johnny Manziel threw for 300 yards in an NFL game one time. And that's why people know Johnny Manziel, though, as one of the best college quarterbacks and, out there. I, well, and that's, and, but that, but that was pro. That I, was I know. But, and Bo Nix, I just, it's, he's, he is the college guy that's going to give Oregon a lot of wins. He doesn't have a future on Sundays. I just, it's, he just, he, he annoys the epitome of me because if you look at the, the fan base of, college football and just the general talk about him, people will act as if he is seriously one of the best quarterbacks in college football when he's not. I think it's just, I think it's just the veteran effect. If you're good enough to start at least somewhere for what is his fourth year. He's really good. He is like in terms of like the landscape, right? Objectively. Like when we do this, obviously if Bo Nix and I go out to a, you know, a quarterback throwing competition, he's wiping the floor with me. Clearly. I'm not arguing that. Relative to, to his competition, I'm glad you're not. I, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I would not. I would not do well in that competition by any means. Bo Nix, comparative to his competition, I just people. He's been one of the most overrated players in college football now since he's entered in, and I just now he's got another big win, and people are talking about it. And I'm just, I just roll my eyes. I just can't yeah. deal with it, man. I really can't. Um, I mean, yeah, Oregon handled business against UCLA in Oregon. Other than that, though, man, I'm not going to lie. The top 25 matchup slate just wasn't that impressive to, uh, this week. I mean, there was a bunch of blowouts. I mean, Ohio State. The the Ohio State, sir. That was quick. <laughs> Holy shit. I said Ohio State. The, the. The. I mean, it was almost instant. Right? Mm, wow. You got to get the. The. In there. It's okay, the. Sorry. The Ohio State University. Handled their business against Iowa, 54-10. Cincinnati handled SMU, 29-27. Tennessee handled Tennessee Martin, 65-24. Wake Forest took care of Boston College, 43-15. No one cares about Tulane. Shout out Tulane. Shout out the new number 25 that normally isn't in the top 25, Tulane. Shout out Tulane. Shout out Tulane. Took uh, James Madison's spot from last week. Uh, Bama embarrassed Mississippi State. And... Penn State embarrassed Minnesota. I mean, the (coughs) top 25 games were the three. Just that. Those, excuse me, those four games, Clemson, Syracuse, Kansas State, TCU, UCLA, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma State were the four main games. It's just we were coming off that amazing Saturday from before with Tennessee and Alabama. There's just a bunch of incredible games. That were just in the come down. Yeah. You know? We'll, we'll bounce back. And bye weeks are kicking in. You know, there was no Georgia. Right. So it's like, we'll be all right. I mean, obviously, football will be back. We'll be good. Like, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the schedule for next week. We'll have, we'll have stuff to talk about. Let's put it that way. 
we got we'll have stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, there's there's going to be some pretty solid matchups. I mean, Ohio State, Penn State's going to be fun. Um, Michigan, Michigan, Georgia, State. Florida, Georgia, Florida. That'll be another good Georgia, one. Georgia, Florida is going to be a lot of fun. Tennessee, Michigan, Kentucky, Michigan State, Tennessee, Kentucky. Ooh-wee. You said Oklahoma State, Kansas State, right? Yeah, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Yep. That one's going to be that's I mean that's the game we were just talking about. It's there you go, man. There you go. So I mean we'll have our answer. Hopefully Adrian Martinez is back. If not, I'm probably going to take Spencer Sanders. But it depends on which version of Spencer Sanders we get. <laughs> but that's the thing. We saw the bad version of Spencer Sanders first half against Texas. Then the good half of Spencer Sanders showed up in the second half, and it didn't matter, and because they won. So, but, but in respectfully to Texas fans. Kansas State's not Texas. I don't respect Texas fans, so you don't have to say that. <laughs> I don't think either Point one of being, us here do. <laughs> Kansas State's better than Texas. Oh, so you can't have those two no, separate I agree. Yeah, I do want to say this. I did want to touch on this game. Uh, UTSA got their revenge on UNT. I was really hoping we wouldn't talk about that. I already got to talk about a freaking... We're going to. Tomorrow. We're just adding on to it. Oh, no. Just Mullet, give us your take. Uh, okay, so... I would talked about preseason last week before the game happened, and now I'm going to be talking about it today and tomorrow. So I'm going to be really sick of this game by the end of it. So for those of you who don't know, UNT, uh, UNT sucks. Uh, Brennan's alma mater and my soon-to-be alma mater, um, we last year went on a crazy run at the end of the season in which one of the games that we won in our, I think it was like six or seven game win streak at the end of the year to clinch a bowl game, we defeated UTSA when UTSA had, I believe it was 10 wins at the time. Yeah, they hadn't lost. They were unbelievable. Like, they were ranked at the time. Everyone Jeff had trailer. picked them. Yeah, Jeff Trailer, that whole squad, and everything. And I went into the game last year thinking, oh, okay, we're just going to get stomped. Like, this is, this is where the run ends, right? We pull off the 10-point upset of U- UTSA ending their undefeated season last year one of the best seasons in their franchise's history, and it helped us clinch a bowl game. We then follow it up, you know, get to the bowl game, whatever we get smoked by University of Miami, Ohio, whatever, right? We come back this year, and again, we're in the same similar scenario where we're trying to build momentum. Towards the end of the year, we're three and three. Ironically, we're the two top teams in Conference USA. Yeah. Which is insane. Yep. And... The CUSA <laughs> is very competitive this year. It really is. And... We talked about it on the other one of my four podcasts that Andrew alluded to earlier, previewing this game. I said, There's, there is no way UNT's walking out of there with a win. There's just no way. After what we did to them last year, like all the momentum we cost, they're ending their perfect season, all That's that exactly stuff. exactly how I thought about the Mavs and the Suns. There you go. Like, I, there was, you. I was just like, there's I got no you, way. I got you, I got you. There's no way. And sure enough, I think I predicted it was a, th- I think I said 38 to 28. UTSA, I thought it'd be a little bit more of a high scoring. And sure enough, we had to win with less than three minutes remaining, if I'm not mistaken. And Coach Jeff Trailer happened. Yeah. That whole UTSA. What a catch. UTSA, we're watching the Sunday Night Football game as we're recording this. UTSA came back, drove down the field, ultimately put themselves ahead, up three, and that was that. Uh, They were the better team. They should have won. I have no thoughts about it. Um, No hard feelings about it. And, yeah, UNT falls down. And let's just put it this way. I got another podcast that I'm on uh, that I'll be talking more throughout the week about UNT, so I'll save my thoughts for that. But, yeah. Uh, Utah is beating New Orleans. Yeah. 
Shout That's out Utah. Insane, dude. It's the Danny Ainge effect. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for college football. We got a loaded week coming up. Oh. Glad Colin got to get that off his chest. I knew he probably needed. Well, hey, we're, we're about to talk about a little brighter topic for him. We'll move on from college oh. football over. Oh, you well, last one thing, more? last thing I want to ask before we, because I know this is we're talking about the NFL. I can't wait for college basketball, dude. AP top top twenty five came out. Yep. Was there anything you wanted to? address on that end uh i'm just gonna run through them quickly while you pull up the page i got it uh georgia yep. state tennessee michigan yep clemson bama tcu up to seven I, oregon to eight oklahoma state to nine i like that oklahoma state uh didn't fall um i hate that kansas state <laughs> fell so much they really did they're now at number 22 at five and two i just i don't understand how you can have a game where two of the best teams in your league really compete really well even with your with one of the team's starting quarterbacks being out and then you drop them to 22 it doesn't make sense to me meanwhile utah does the same thing in the rank 14 yeah and then texas goes and beats nobody and gets ranked well that's just like, the texas effect though. yeah but like at the end of the day well they're not ranked on the ap coaches the ap top 25 i mean they're literally they're the first one out yeah there's 26 literally first one out. <laughs> by the way speaking of uh, spencer rattler him and South Carolina are ranked 25th. That's yep. that's nuts. That's crazy. South Carolina, man, they, they've got something building over there. They really do. But uh, nothing crazy. I just wanted to get your thoughts. I think Ole Miss should have dropped more, in my opinion. More than eight positions, do you think? I mean, yeah, you got embarrassed by LSU. Uh, and LSU wasn't ranked last week, so I get it. I like that. I just hate that <laughs> LSU still isn't ranked higher than Ole Miss. You get what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so if, I, I honestly, I probably would have just flipped them. I honestly would have put, not even, I would have put L, uh, Ole Miss at a, uh, 18, put LSU at 17, and then shift everybody else up. Gotcha. Like, that's really all I would have done. But, again, there's like 20 voters that vote on this, and it's just a math thing. So, I get it. Some There's probably people who did think like I did on this, and that's why they're where they are. Do you mind the disrespect of TCU being behind Alabama? Because I, to me, uh, that actually kind of annoys me a little bit. No, it really does. I like don't. I understand, I understand where the voters. I are don't from. because what I look when I look at this, I think, okay, well, let's send TCU to Alabama and Tennessee, and let's see what happens. Okay, that's fine. I think, I think they go zero and two. I okay. mean, I'm sorry. Okay. okay, like that's just kind of okay. When I, I, and and everyone would agree that the competition in the SEC is just elevated. Mm-hmm. It's a different league. Um, now, maybe TCU proves us wrong, mm-hmm. and they go and beat an SEC team in a, in the playoff or something. Cool. Then I'll come back to this and say, wow, they were disrespected. But you can't look at it now, knowing the history of Big Twelve teams against SEC teams. I get it. So, okay. Uh, no, I I don't think it's just. I mean, they're right behind them. I mean, and they're what forty points off. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing when you're in the top ten. So, um, if TCU keeps bowling out, if TCU runs the table, I would expect that to see them above Alabama. Obviously, I would expect to see. The, I think it. I think it literally the, takes another loss for Alabama to drop below TCU. I don't think so. I think. I think it takes TCU running the table. Well, right, but no, that's fair. I don't think it takes that and Alabama losing again. I just don't see any rational way where you could have by the end of the season. A power five school. I mean, that's they're undefeated. That's what they're saying, essentially. 
If the season ended today, a one-loss Alabama team would be ranked higher than a TCU undefeated team. That's what the voters are saying. But that loss came against Tennessee is the difference. That's fine. Okay. But anyways, um, other than that, no, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from though, for sure. I definitely understand that. But uh, yeah, I think Oklahoma State, Kansas State is going to give us a lot of answers next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, but that's uh, the rankings of college football for this week. That's college football for this week. And we've got some big boy football to talk about. The NFL. Yeah, the NFL kicked off this week, this past Thursday, with the New Orleans Saints traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, in which was finally a Thursday night game worth watching. No kidding. Oh, my God. After two duds the past two weeks with great quarterbacks such as Carson Wentz, <laughs> Justin Just Fields, stop, stop you right Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan. Oh, dear God, that hurt coming out of Are my Are the mouth. Broncos done playing in primetime? Let's they've ride. got a Monday. They've got a London game coming up, so they will be in prime time. But it's an early Sunday game, so it's eight a.m. prime time. But it's it's still prime time. But uh, the Cardinals were able to come away with the win. Uh, Kyler Murray also told Cliff Kingsbury, uh, "What was his exact quote? Uh, calm the fuck down. Calm the fact that I just wanted to make sure I got the quote yeah, right. Yeah, I, I was got it. Okay, yeah. calm the fuck down uh, to his face multiple times, yelling it on the sideline. I'm Ooh. on. I'm on Kyler's side. I am too. Uh, Trust me, I have seen plenty of Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) coaching football teams. Yeah. I mean, I'm with Kyler. I stand with Kyler. Hashtag I stand with Kyler. They're able to pull out a victory. (laughs) Well, I mean, at your height, you'd probably be kneeling with Kyler, but (laughs) I kneel with Kyler. Hashtag I play COD with Kyler. (laughs) Hashtag squat up. Yeah. There you go. I mean, they were able to come out with a victory with pretty much a team that has just fallen apart due to injuries for the most part. I mean, they had Hopkins come back, so that was able to really, I mean, help. Yeah, with the he pass game led them in targets, led them in receptions, led them in receiving yards. He's he's new Hopkins. Like, yeah. I mean, he's he's the real deal. So, I mean, that was able to really just Duke. help him out there. I mean, yeah, that's that's a big for him. I'm excited to see what the Cardinals can do with DeAndre Hopkins the rest of the way. I mean, that's going to be the target. Which you needed because Marquise Brown is out. Yeah. So, so I said they're falling apart. Yeah. Boys, what, what day is today? Today is Sunday. Sunday. The, what the 10, actual? 23. So it's 10 2022. This is week, what is this, seven. week seven? Yep. The Seattle Seahawks are leading their division in week seven. What the fuck? Seattle knocking off the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles. Geno Smith after getting, you know, thinking Seattle's going to be in a tanking year. I was one of them, by the way. I was one of them. We are going to have to put like, Jesus Christ a volume warning. Geno Smith a volume warning before that. Geno Smith, you beautiful human being, and Pete Carroll. Pete F W. Pete, Pete, you freaking old bastard. I love you. I freaking love you, Pete. I'm so sorry for everything. You and Josh Schneider. Clearly, you had vision of seeing the players in practice every week in the offseason programs. You knew what you were doing. You offloaded. The quarterback that just that was a tanking asset, and no one knew it until this year, and he's doing shit in Denver. He did shit. He didn't even play today. He's got some hamstring injury that he was like, "Yeah, I'm Wolverine. I'm definitely playing today." And then he's like, "Yeah, no, you're not starting, and you probably won't be there next week either." Yeah, all right, bud. Geno Smith's got us. He still hasn't run back. 
20 and 27, two touchdowns. And is he still the most accurate QB in the league? I would imagine so. And I'm so happy that he's my quarterback. Guys, before the show, we talked seven about... Seven from like, heaven, Geno like, Smith. That we're okay with like cursing on the show. I think the only curse word Colin knows is the F word. I said bastard. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, did. I said bastard. No, he did. He did. He did. All right. You're um, right. You're right. But anyways, so Kenneth Walker, I said, you know, with the running back, I'm like, do you really want to spend a second? Yes, you do. When his name is Kenneth Walker the third. 23 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns for the rookie, including a 74-yarder that clinched the win in Los Angeles. They went on the road. I understand the Chargers don't really have a home field advantage, but they, they went in there and they won. And they're in first place over San Francisco and Los Angeles, who literally were both in the NFC Championship game last year. I don't know what's louder, me taking off oh my, my headset and hearing God. him yell or listening into my headset and him yelling. Oh, oh my God! I just I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little I'm a little happy right now. Marquise Goodwin. He hasn't the, had anything to celebrate all year. So Marquise Goodwin, the lone signing, the, the wide receiver three. The Mariners choked. Okay, you know whatever. We're talking football Crack right now. Lost. Yeah, you know it's whatever. Yeah, you know it's whatever. Yeah, UNT, UNT lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me humble. That's all right. It don't matter. He's a fan it of don't Oklahoma matter. City. Oh my God! Marquise Goodwin, two touchdowns. Daryl Taylor forcing a fumble. I mean, the defense played great. Their corners are doing amazing. Oh my god! All right, I'm 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 cooling down here. You just good. just like I'm cooling. Uh, you, I'm cooling. You said earlier, are we Jason gonna, Meyer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are we going to be allowed to talk about other teams? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting to the, the other side of the matchup, though. Justin Herbert, 33 of 51, 293 yards, two touchdowns. Did have so an, they threw the ball today? They did. They threw it a lot. Uh, interception and a fumble loss today. So uncharacteristic. From the Oregon product, Austin Enkler did add a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Keenan Allen did play today. Wouldn't have known it. He only had two receptions for 11 yards. Mike Williams, 7 for 86. Austin Eckler was actually the leading receiver, 12 for 96, and a touchdown wow. through the uh, through the air. Holy cow. Um, yeah, I've been I've been waiting to talk about that. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we could tell, clearly. Um, um, if, yeah, if we want to move on to other games. Yeah. You know, yeah. Why don't we move on to your team, Andrew? Cowboys and Lions. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah talk about Cowboys, that. Lions. Jack uh, came back. Dak is back. Dak, I mean, <laughs> Dak's back. <laughs> he he had an average game. I mean, he threw for 207 yards, one touchdown. I mean, you, I mean, that's really all you can ask for the bare minimum from a quarterback. Brown looking like um, he was struggling. Uh, Amonse Brown? Mm -hmm. He got hurt. Yeah, it's concussion yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Cowboys looked rough in the first half. Um, but that's where good teams prevail. You figure it out at halftime, you come out and you do your business. And the Cowboys came out, shut out the Lions in the second half and did their business. Beat them handedly 24, six. There's not much I can talk about other than that. Um, run game looked good. I mean, between Tony Pollard. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke and Zeke I think the offense like is finally trying to like, is finally understanding that you should have Zeke and Tony Pollard on the field at the same time, literally on every single snap. Hold yep. on, hold on. So just, just clarification here. Dallas returned to the run, right? 139 yards on the ground. Yeah. So they returned to Dak's rookie year, yes. when in which they were one of the best. 13 not, and 3. Yeah, 13 yeah. and 3, one of the best rushing teams in football. Uh-huh. Using play action. Yep. yep. You know, run uh -huh. first, play action. Uh-huh. Letting the defense not get as tired. Uh-huh. It's almost like if it ain't broke. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would would you look Freaking at that? Freaking nuts! It's insane. 
freaking nuts. It's wild. And then uh, treating Dak like the power run like he by is. By the way, um, we were talking about him earlier. Bryce Young's going to look so great in a Detroit Lions uniform jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they, they can't get anything right. No. I just, good Lord. They're so talented, yet they just can't win football games. Yeah, it, it's and they have the, well, hold on. There's no defense. They didn't have the offense the last two games. They got shut out last week. They only put up six points this week. They had the best offense coming into the game last week. Yeah. And I don't think it is anymore. No. Okay. No. I think Jared still... Jared Goff uh starting to look like the Jared Goff that got cut from the Rams. Their defense He's still doing his being job. Just atrocious. And too. his their defense is disgusting. Aren't they giving up the most points? Still? I think they're Aren't they're they? giving up the most yards and the most points in the league. They yeah. have the worst defense in the history of the Lions. Cowboys defense. I think it's safe to say they're one of the three best defenses in football. Without a doubt. I mean, I would honestly, I would go San Francisco, then the Cowboys. San Francisco, Buffalo, and them, I think, are the top three. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're just, they're that dominating defensive team. Dan Quinn is insane. We lose a piece. I know. We lose a piece (laughs) like Randy Gregory. Yeah. And replace him with a rookie who flashed all over the field today. Yeah. Sam Williams. Yep. Thank you. Hey, all I know is the Vikings appreciate the y'all beating Detroit. Hey, your team's oh, yeah. on bye week this hey. week. Yeah, shut team's up. Team's on bye week this week. This is me and Andrew's Yeah, time. you were on bye week the last two weeks, partner. <laughs> now your team's on bye week. Yeah. I know. Everyone's just like, ah, it's our turn to take a break. Well, you know who Jeez. wasn't on a bye week this week? Justin's team. <laughs> <laughs> they need a bye week just to stop playing. Woo! The Indianapolis Colts suck. Fall to the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, nineteen to ten. Matt Ryan's washed. Yeah, he's, it's almost like I said washed. this before at the very beginning. It's and people questioned like everybody. Me. Said you still this. picked the Colts with me. I did, but I still said he's going to be their weakest link. Hey guys, yeah, you picked the Titans. Yes, we know. didn't. Pick yeah, the Colts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Uh, I thought no their run game would carry more, and then he leads the NFL in, in turnovers with twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's we're in week seven. He's bad. He's almost averaging two turnovers a game. Very, very bad. So, who? hang on real quick. Mm. Are we saying two sprains, Carson wins? Would be better, better for this team than Matt Ryan right now. <laughs> I mean, two sprains is winning in Washington. Yeah. Here's the thing. For two sprains, for all the crap that we gave him last year, was 21 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Granted, he had a lot of fumbles that also went with that, but still. Yep. The, and he just couldn't show up in the biggest moments. Matt Ryan doesn't show up whenever. He shows up once in a blue moon. He shows once in a sports equinox. That's about how much often <laughs> Matt Ryan he shows didn't up. Show up today. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. They they I think the Indianapolis offensive line just hasn't been able to gel and get healthy as they've once were last year. Ten for fifty eight for Mr. Taylor. Uh, Paris Campbell led them in receiving. I 10, think 10 that the Titans are returning to what. Won them games the last few. Give years. Derrick Henry the ball. Give <laughs> Derrick Henry the damn ball. Thirty carries. Oh, I feel like I'm losing. And my you let Ryan Tannehill throw when necessary. Thank you. Throw, manage the game. That's what Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback at. He's a game manager. Yeah, yeah. That's literally all he's good at. Yeah. But dude, when you have Derrick Henry on the field, averaging over four yards a carry, that's all you need. 30. Manage the game. 30. Oh, yeah. 30 I can't give it to Derrick Henry. I'll figure something out for this damn play. And then give it back to him the next play. You <laughs> threw for 132 yards and you won by nine points. Like it's that just goes to show you how good Derrick Henry is. 138 yards rushing for Tennessee Titans, 100 and as Andrew mentioned, 132 yards for Tannehill in this one. That's a pretty good balance for me. Yeah. If I'm Tennessee. That's fine. It it works. 
you you didn't even you didn't even eclipse three hundred yards of offense, but you I, got the job done. I just love looking at the rushing yards comparison. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, thirty carries, and then Jonathan Taylor, ten carries, fifty eight yards. God. Why can't my quarterback be like that? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't my team be like that? How do you do that? <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyways, <laughs> I think Tom Brady is ready to re-retire. Um, we getting over to that one? I if guess. We're, we're, if we're, I'm Brady, I am begging at the feet of Giselle. I'm so, so sorry. I don't know what got into me. I don't know why I wanted to go back to play football. I miss my family. I don't I mean, if you look at his stats, right? 32 of 49, 290 yards. He had no touchdowns, which, I mean, that's like the one bad spot. Is well, he, and you can blame that on Mike Evans on one. Right. Mike. Mike. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Yeah, yes, Colin, that is a microphone. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we had a camera for that. <laughs> that was that's great. That's a microphone. Um, anyways, Mike, you had 96 yards receiving. You could have had, what was that math? 169. If you just catch the ball and wide the open, no one, and he knows it's nice. Too. Nice. <laughs> God, I just, Mike, what are you doing, man? You're a, you're a consistent thousand yard receiver. I'm pretty sure he's had a thousand yards every year he's been that, in the league. That was the most like heinous drop off ever. They didn't look good. And they played Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Who just traded away just their traded franchise away. Best, they benched their best quarterback. Not their best quarterback. They benched their starting quarterback. They uh, fired know who their the best quarterback coach. is. It's PJ Walker. And that's what I'm saying. There yeah. you go. <laughs> They benched Baker Mayfield. They fired Matt Rule and traded away the best player on that team, which was Christian McCaffrey. And Robbie Anderson, too. And Robbie Anderson. And well, DJ Moore making a statement out 21 there. 21-3, which he needs to be traded next. Free DJ Moore. Free DJ Moore. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think anyone's in disagreement. <clears throat> no okay. one wants to see his career die. There. We got to talk about a shining star. My MVP pick for this year uh, in the preseason. Mine as well. And Collins, MVP pick in the preseason. Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, Joe Ice, Mr. Tiger B, King. Mr. Tiger King, yeah. Mr. Joe Burrow had a game. 34 for 42 with 481 yards in the air. 500 yards in total because he added 20 on the ground and another touchdown on the ground. What the heck? Four Insane. total touchdowns. Hey, hey, look at what happens when your offensive line shows hey, up. Hey, offensive coordinators of the NFL, look what happens when you throw it to your best people, a.k.a. for the Bengals, Jamar Chase. He does really And good. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. And Joe all, Mixon. Dude, almost like, all heck? three of them were 100-yard receivers today. They averaged over 100 yards. Real quick, though. I do have to say, Eli Apple getting just smoked is it's that, one of the best things in sports. It's, it's the Thank greatest you. thing in the world. Good. It's the greatest thing in the That's world. That's the one negative thing we'll say I about will Cincinnati. I always today. celebrate watching Eli Apple get cooked. Speaking of which, I'm watching the replay right now on the screen. Yeah, it's hysterical. Just, oh, Marcus, the most overrated corner in the game of football. Marcus Mariota turned back into the Marcus Mariota that we know. Eight of 13. Mariota. Eight of 13. He threw the ball 13 times. This is an NFL offense that Arthur Smith is running with this guy. And now, granted, they're, they're, they were meant to tank, and they somehow backed their way into three wins, which no one knows how the fuck they did. I have no idea who their receivers are except for Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, tight end. He almost got a touchdown today, you know? <laughs> but it, it didn't stress me out. You know why? Because he's not on my fantasy team. <laughs> Much like the Falcons should. They should trade him to an offense that knows how to use generational talent. Yep. But anyways, 
Um, speaking of generational talents, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah. Um, and the New York Giants uh, did a really nice job. Daniel Jones, by the way, NF NFC beast. I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. It's true. 300 yards of offense, 202 passing, 107 on the ground. Are we ready to respect Danny Dimes? No. No. No, me neither. Okay. <laughs> nice that we got it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> 110 yards for Saquon, the aforementioned Saquon Barkley. Also had a 25 through uh, receiving. Uh, Scratch that off my list. <laughs> Darius Slayton also had three, uh, led them with three receptions, 58 yards and a touchdown. Jacksonville, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I've been a big supporter of this guy, and... I've told Brennan I'm, I think that he's a legitimate talent, that I think he can make it. I gave last year as a mulligan because he had Urban Meyer. This year with Doug Peterson, Trevor, you can't be making the same mistakes, dude. Yep. Like, I know in, in reality this is his quote-unquote rookie year. Right. You need to be better. You need to be better. You need to get all the cobwebs. Everything that Urban taught you, just throw it in the trash. Well, and that's probably going to be one of the harder things to do. It's <laughs> just get that out. Right? Yeah. And it's just, it's it's tough. It really is. Um, I mean, he had, what, 300? 10 yards. I mean, 10, yeah, yeah. No, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, overall, it wasn't a bad performance. I just, he needs to be better. He is the franchise. He has the potential to be the best quarterback in this franchise's history. Yep. And he needs to play like it. Uh, the Ravens finally won a close game. They did. Granted, well, it, was Jacoby, lead. They, granted it was against Jacoby Brissett. But they brought they, out the Gus bus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, what's up with... Running backs in Baltimore just going to shit. Not going to shit, but getting injured so yeah. often. Uh, you mean just Baltimore trying not to get injured? <laughs> yeah, J.K. Dobbins out four to six weeks with his injury. And he just came back. Yep. I think Kenyon Drake also had an injury or, or came out the game for a brief yeah, he period. Did. He did. Um, so it was a Gus Edwards show, as Brennan alluded to. Two touchdowns for the Gus bus. Yep. Crazy. Uh, do we want to talk about Lamar only throwing 16 times for 120 yards? Do we want to address that? Uh, yeah, because I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> and he forgot that Mark Andrews exists. And it's fantastic when you're playing against Andrew. <laughs> I need wins. And this is the time to have him. Embarrassing, dude. The only thing I can say for Cleveland's side of it is you still have Nick Chubb on your roster. That's about it. Yep. I mean... That's Nick Chubb, arguably the top three back in football. I mean, Kareem Hunt got a touchdown. Yeah, you have Nick Chubb. I have Kareem Hunt on my fantasy team, <laughs> so I take it. Slowly becoming the fantasy football podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Do I have anybody that we haven't talked about on my fantasy team? Uh, scrolling down here. No, because my fantasy team sucks. Um. Hey, you're winning right now, though. I am you? winning somehow because thanks you to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is a man amongst boys. Let's get past that before okay, you anyways. come back. Uh, here, you want to talk about somebody that I am glad I don't have my own on my fantasy team. That's uh, any Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Oh, my yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they lost three straight. This is the first time in the Matt LeFleur era that they've lost three straight. Matt LeFleur. Matt LeFleur. Um, 23 to 35 for Rogers, two touchdowns, 194 yards through the air. Uh, one of those being, to, or both of those, excuse me, being to Aaron Jones, wide receiver one, clearly for the Packers. Yeah. Cause no one else can freaking separate or run routes to memory. Yep. And I, you know how I know it's not Rogers' fault It's cause he sits there and he has the same reaction on his face every play. And it's the receivers always the same reaction. Like, yep, I messed up. Yeah. Aaron, you're right. 
Well, what was it? He was ye- he was yelling at his guys today. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Also, by the way, Taylor Heineke, quarterback one. I'm willing to say it. Quarterback one for Washington. Just keep two sprains out on the sideline. I know we were praising him earlier. That's all the praise you're going to get. Hey, Colts, week. maybe go uh, pick up two Yeah, go again. trade it for him. <laughs> go, go, go trade get for him. Back. Go. Oh, my God. Brian Robertson, uh, nice day on the ground for him. Terry McLaurin looked like Scary Terry with that amazing touchdown down the right side. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that. Yeah, welcome back, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Now, I'm sure Terry McLaurin's happy he's back. Now, yeah. you did bring up an interesting point with the wide receivers. I know you and I were talking about earlier. Yep. So you want you want to bring up that one? Yeah. So I actually um, make sure you follow us on TikTok. We'll remind you at the end of the show um, at Good Time Sports. I posed the question to our loyal followers and anybody who wants to look at our TikToks for that matter. Uh, Green Bay need as a wide receiver problem, and they need to get it fixed. Now there's four guys. There was a guy that I didn't put on that TikTok video, but there's four guys that are rumored to be in. Well, that Green Bay is rumored to be interested in, and that are the following wide receivers: Houston wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Denver wide receiver Jerry Judy, uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver Chase Claypool, and Carolina wide receiver DJ Moore. Now, granted, they may not all be willing to trade with the Packers. And, well, given the fact that the Packers aren't even willing to spend their own first-round draft pick on a wide receiver, what makes you think they're actually willing to spend draft capital to go get one? We'll wait and see. But let's just live in a hypothetical world where we run the Packers. I mean, they're run by the people anyways. You might as well. DJ Moore. D- yes. Yes. DJ okay. Moore or <laughs> that was Chase, the answer. DJ Moore or Chase Claypool. Those are the two I would I, go after. D- I would do DJ. I would pick DJ Moore personally because I know Chase Claypool is the more gifted athlete, the bigger, stronger body that could potentially work, and he does have a lot of potential. DJ Moore is the most proven commodity out of those That's four, clearly, uh, and he's done it with whatever the fuck Carolina's thrown behind him. Whether it's PJ Walker, respect Baker Mayfield, no respect <laughs> Sam Darnold, no respect whomever. It's DJ Moore gets it done, and we just... You forgot Cam Newton on this list. Well, because he's not even worth mentioning at this point. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, no, I would, I would, if I'm Green Bay, I'm calling Carolina tomorrow, and if it takes a first-round draft pick, I am getting DJ Moore on my roster, because otherwise your season's toast. Yeah, they need all the help they can get, which, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm okay with them sucking, because it just helps Minnesota in the long run. So yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty happy. It, you're just man. you're chilling. I told you it. I had high expectations for Minnesota this year, and so far no, and I, mean, I did too. It. They are. I did they too. Are. So I had high expectations for Minnesota, but I expected them to, uh, you know, Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Listen, I don't know. Well, I haven't heard this song in so long. Cold Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Shout out, Lil Yachty. Copyrighted. Kirk Cousins um, so far has. Yeah, because we sound him. just <laughs> like him. Yeah, we sound exactly like Lil Yachty. Oh, uh, we can kind of just breeze past the Denver little, Jets. Yeah. Jets won. Raiders nine. Texans. Raiders won. <laughs> By the way, Josh Jacobs had three touchdowns. Josh, yeah, we can talk about yeah. Josh Jacobs. That's fine with me. Jacobs, but. Adams, Carr, the new big three. No, I'm dude, just the Texans are so bad. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're so but they're funny trying. to me that the Colts could not beat that team. But they're trying to be bad. No, they are. They're trying. And the Colts couldn't beat them. No. Well, the Colts can go out there, lose to the Texans, then beat the Chiefs. That's just the team, the inconsistency that we're getting from the Colts. Yeah. So, but yeah, Josh Jacobs, 143 yards, three touchdowns. Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr played Derek Carr. Uh, Davis Mills. uh, Oh, you know who looks good in a Houston jersey? C.J. Stroud. No, I'm just kidding. That's (laughs) I'm not going to do that right now. Um, Yeah, but let's get into the last, well... Other than the game that's currently playing right now, the last game worth talking about. Chiefs. 49ers. Mm-hmm. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, looking like he Chief still knows how to play football. So. 
Still the best quarterback in football. Yep. Let's be honest. 423 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. They were <laughs> they were coming out focused this game after last week's loss to Buffalo. Just just reminding folks that, hey, we're, we're still here. We're still dominant. We're still the Chiefs. Yeah. Like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he respected. I mean, 303 yards, didn't have a bad two game. touchdowns. No, he didn't. And Jeff Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. I know McCaffrey only had like, what, three days in the two days in the system? Yeah. If that he'll be balling next week, yeah. So for those fantasy football owners, George Kittle, he wasn't. He wasn't. Christian McCaffrey wasn't. Oh yeah, in for any of the pass plays. No, he was. He got. He got two balls for twenty four yards. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna utilize him a lot more here coming up. Oh yeah. So once he gets the playbook down, I mean. By the way, Juju Smith-Schuster, back-to-back weeks, he's been. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes' top target. Yeah. So something to just keep your eye out for, Mister and Mister Marquez Valdez Cantling. Yeah, which I love to see. But now we can we can briefly touch on uh, the Steelers Dolphins game before we preview tomorrow's. Well, we got to talk about Monday Night Football, don't we? But do we have to? Uh, I just we'll do a quick one. But uh, yeah. Miami is currently <laughs> winning as we were recording this over Pittsburgh, thirteen to three, with about a little over six minutes left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Tua Tungo Vailoa did throw a touchdown pass to Raheem Mostert, other than that's been a bunch of field goals. So uh, good to see that Tua seems like his head's on straight. Uh, that's that was a poor Damn. taste. Ouch. <laughs> hey, listen, we're letting it fly here. And uh, I just want to remind you that <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Simply Spiked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, co- he's feeling spiked. All yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm fe- yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyways, two was, two was in good health. And anyways, there's a football game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's a football game. But you don't need to watch it. The Bears and the Patriots. How uh, many turnovers? Uh, you know what? We'll make this fun. How many turnovers? What's the over and under margin for turnovers that Bill Belichick forces from Justin Fields? What's the over under margin? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. So would you pick the over? We'll go over. Brendan. You know what? Why not? I'll I'll be fun. I'll go the under. Ooh, so I guess I would be the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Always bet the over. I'm going under as well. I'll say he gets two. <gasps> I think he gets two. <gasps> I can't believe but I think, but I think David Montgomery has a couple. I can't believe you done this. Yeah. Oh, you meant just Justin Fields? Yeah, just Justin Fields. Oh, well, I'm gonna go under. Okay. But as a team, <laughs> as a team, I'm oh, going as a team, over. might be three and a half. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe you done this. How could you? Also, uh. Quick segment here, right after football, because are we done with football? Because I really didn't. Expect that's pretty. Much yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. When we yeah. get all right, and we're gonna talk about this day in sports. So wrap up the show. Yeah. Um. Before that, I did want to talk about. Uh, shout out Red Bull, winning the constructors championship, ah, yes. the World Drivers Championship. It's a Formula uh, Game over. Uh, Lewis almost got his first win. I hope he gets it in these last three races. Yeah, I just it's so tough. Like this would have been the one. This I don't know. I, I you brought up Brazil earlier, and I think that could be Brazil. It's just, dude. It's so hard for me to see Lewis getting a a win here. <laughs> no, I, this season, I'm, but I'm with I could you, be wrong, but it could be the upgrades that they brought this week seem to be working. So, all right, you ready to talk about this day in sports? Yeah, Colin, what's your choice? This day is anyway, Brendan. What did you, what did last you so, year, yeah, what I chose was since I was rudely interrupted uh, on this day in sports in 1974. <laughs> yeah, you were really dead. I hadn't even started speaking yet, and he was somehow rudely interrupted. Billy Martin was Jesus. named the AL Manager of the Year for the Texas Rangers, but 
this is also kind of funny because I just saw it also involves him. On this day as well, in 1979, Billy Martin punches a marshmallow salesman putting his job in jeopardy. That's incredible. <laughs> God, so he really doesn't love October 24th, does he? Well, he got named he got named uh, manager or the manager of the year, and then he just, you know, hates marshmallows, I guess. That's what I'm saying. But this, this day, I just, I, I mean, which one sticks out in your head more? The fact that you got hired at a job or the fact that you almost got lost your job because of marshmallows. I just love how it's on here because that's how important and punching a marshmallow salesman was. That's fair. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go further back in time than you, Brendan. Go for it. Um, all the way back to 2021, Tom Brady becomes the first quarterback in NFL history to record 600 touchdown passes when it's Mike Evans in the first quarter of the Buccaneers 38-3 route of the Chicago Bears in Tampa Bay. Nice. Awesome. I have two. Um uh, sports that we really don't talk about too much. Um, I This one's insane because it's one of the best soccer teams to ever play soccer. Um, the 2002 to 2000, uh, like, six Arsenal Gunners. Um, Arsenal. No. That's interesting. <laughs> but in 2004, speaking of that team, Manchester mm. United beats Arsenal 2-0 at Old Trafford. Ending the Gunners' English, 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 English <laughs> Premier League, sponsored by Simply Spike, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ends Arsenal's, and this is insane, Premier League forty-nine game unbeaten streak. Wow! They play thirty-eight games a season. Wow! And they won forty-nine straight. Wow! It's insane. Anyways, two thousand four, wow. <laughs> the goat German Ferrari driver. Michael Schumacher finishes eighth at the season-ending Brazilian Grand Prix at Autodromo Jose Carlos Pache, his fifth straight World Drivers' Championship, his record seventh career world title, Ferrari's sixth straight constructors' title. Also, just because I am in the announcing field now, in this date in 1997, Marv Albert was sitting in a So, yeah, guys, pace. that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, was actually was it? sorry. Oh, you fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> 1997, Marv Albert sentenced in an assault case. Dang. Yeah. Well, let's find a different one to end it on then. Probably because he had yeah, someone like geez. you interrupting him the entire podcast or something. Just try to smack somebody. And 1976, <laughs> English McLaren driver James Hunt finishes fourth in the season-ending Japanese Grand Prix at Fuji Speedway to win his first. Formula that One World Drivers' Championship by one point from That's Nicky Lauda. Yep. And if you have not watched the movie, um, why can't I think about the name of the movie? I don't know. Don't look at me. You're looking at me for a movie title. That's going to end badly for Dude. you. Well, there is a movie on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's literally about the James Hunt and Nicky Lauda beef. Uh, I'm going to be mad when you say it. Because I know it. I watched it like three times. Oh, I was just checking my email. Uh, <laughs> we're, just, we're, now, we're just letting you suffer here now. Rush, by the way. Rush. Was the, was the Rush. Sandy Koufax is the unanimous winner of the Cy Young Award back in 1963. Heck yeah. You got one more, Brendan? No, I think we got it. I think we got All it. All right. Why don't you take us out then? All right. Well, take me out to the ball game where the Astros will win. We hate the Astros. Let's go, Phillies. God, no. They're gracing the light poles for reason out there. I don't care if I ever get back. <laughs> <laughs>
And, oh. and on that note, we thank y'all for tuning in to the Good Time Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Brendan Carson, joined by Colin Brown and Andrew Maloney. Be a friend. Tell a friend. One, us. two, three strikes are out at the old ball game.